Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. That's right. It's a Monday morning. Feel it in your feet. Let it go through your toes. And I want you to bop your head. Just give a little, little shake of the head. Shake the shoulders. J Train. Every Monday and Thursday. J Train. We take your emails. We dust you with that sweet ass advice. J Train. You come to us with questions. Shelby is on the ones and twos. You think your life is sad, but we're here for you. The J Train Podcast, capacity audience virtually here at the Feather Nation Studios. I got to say, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. Keep, keep, keep. That's what feels so good. Make your Instagram story. That is a passive way to tell a 200 friends. Feather my nuts. Take that feather. Shelby, have we described how well it feels, how great it feels when they make it their Instagram story? Not lately. It's been a while. See, when people make it their Instagram story and they tag me, that is such a great way to get in front of an audience that I never would have been in front of. And so I get excited. It feels like I went out to a dewy meadow and you are hiding under under the brush. You're under the bushes. And big old J train comes stomping through the forest and I'm searching, searching for fruits and, 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 and a good tree cover. And all of a sudden you're underneath and I'm naked. I'm completely nude. And all of a sudden, you reach up with that feather and you start tickling from under my balls, back and forth, to and fro. You follow the seam of the nuts all the way to the penis and back to the anus. And I sit there and I go, ah, ah, is that, is that someone sharing with a friend? That's what it feels like. Right, Shelby? It's exactly like that. I've you know seen the feeling. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah, Shelby watches, and, and that's okay. Everyone go follow Shelby at Classic Shelby. How are you? What's been going on in your life? You look well? I do. I've uh, just been walking <laughs> around, uh, getting more sun. It feels like coloring is coming back into you. Life is being breathed into you after some cold months. Just hibernating, basically, and starting yeah. to get asked if I'm a uh, mixed race. Uh, really? Okay. Since the since the tan's coming back. Yes, yeah, a strange question as an opener, but that's okay. Listen, I want to let people know it's springtime renewal. Here's some ways to renew. The special, socially distanced, of course, it's on YouTube right now. Thirty five minutes, and it's all material about 2020. So take a look back to how shitty it was because it's about to be great. So. Make it a date night. Put it on the TV. Airplay it. 35 minutes, all material about 2020. Not one. I got other jokes. And then I'm coming on the road with those other jokes. 
I got shows. Long Island. People. Long Island. Charleston. Charleston. JaredFree.com. JaredFree.com. Also, Patreon. Three extra podcasts a week for $5 a month. That is a deal, people. Right, Shelby? We're, I don't think anyone else has got a deal like that. I mean, some go, oh, we give you one episode a week for five bucks. Yeah. But I mean, what that's you're- not a, That's not a nut dish, feathering. What you're dishing out is unheard of. Unheard of. Unheard of. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Get signed up. All the links are in the episode bio. Very excited about today's guest. Hilarious comedian, Paul Verzi. Thank you for coming on, buddy. Jay Train. What's up, man? Thank you for having me, brother. How are you? Where are you coming from? It looks like you're in your man cave of some sort. And if you're on YouTube, you can see it. You, you got a nice man cave. I like it. Well, yeah, I built this. I built this when all this shit went down. So, so shit uh, goes down. You're like, let's frame the, the, the trading cards. Let's get a New York Giants poster on the wall. We got we to gotta really become a suburban dad. Yeah, well, you know, I was always just focused on stand-up and traveling and doing this and that. And I'm like, man, I got to get this online thing going the right way. Everybody was getting these YouTube channels. Everybody was doing the, yeah. the Zooms. I had this little nook room off my two-car garage. So uh, after I had COVID, I had COVID very early, like right mm. when it, the week it fucking... Probably the best time to get it if you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah, you have sat in the audience here in Feather Nation Studios. Yeah, let's play, hold like on, play. Audience. Hold on. Tell us your COVID story. Shelby, give him some background music for his COVID story. We know this is very touching. Um, so give us your story, Paul. So as a COVID survivor. Yeah, well, I was one of the first. Yeah. Uh, the week that the lockdown started in March. Um, it was because of it was because of the um, Rudy Gobert. You know Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So you were playing pickup with Rudy Gobert, and you and he was like, and he was like, eh, and he's French. I so love you're that like, fast. I, yeah, I love that fast jazz music came on yeah. as I was as I was talking about getting COVID. Um, <laughs> I guess. Well, er, yeah. Tell your story. Go. So I started coughing. I started feeling the chills. Hey. I started having aches. Well, here's the other thing. You're saying this happened first week of lockdown. It's as if the government came down and touched you with it. Like I would admit, I would imagine that's scary. It was scary. Hospitals were filling up. Uh, Will there know, be would, room for me? Yeah, that's the yeah. first thought. COVID nineteen. Yeah, and that's, uh, in, that's ringing in your ears. And then I'm laying in bed away from my family in the guest room, and I see a Rudy Gobert tweet, mm. and he said. Just want to give an update. I'm doing okay. Thanks for the fans reaching out, but uh, I have not been able to taste or smell for the last four days. Is anybody experiencing this? And this is before it's a symptom. Yeah. Before it's a symptom. It's not before it's not you known. heard. Before people like knew that was the deal. Yeah. I go downstairs to my laundry room. It's a true story. I take a spray bottle. You take of all the Tide Pods. You're like, I got to try this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spray Febreze in my face, cannot smell it. Wow. Yeah, it's true. My parents got coronavirus. So now I'm going, fuck. Well, so I, yeah, I mean, that seems like a, why wouldn't you go to the fridge? Like, I would want to go smell some strawberries, you know, garlic. Well, Febreze, garlic. I did, or, 
I did that too. I went first. I went for breeze just because I know mm. it's strong right to the nose. Okay. Okay. Then I go to the kitchen. Then I tried smelling whiskeys and bourbons. Nothing. Mm. Candles. Nineteen. Nothing. And and your kids are like, Daddy, why are you smelling it? You usually drink too much of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I wake my wife up three o'clock in the morning and I go, Babe, I can't smell anything. And she goes, What the fuck are you waking me up to tell me that for? Because it wasn't a symptom. <laughs> Yeah. The flu kills it more than anything, coronavirus. You know? So anyway, uh, I come to find out that I have it. My wife gets it a week later. She can't. She loses smell of taste. I was one of the first, you know. And then, um, and then that was it. And then I went well, on the then, road. Then, you know, we can cut the music. I mean, the 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 most. I I would assume that that is actually a freeing feeling when you have it. You're over it. You know what it feels like. You know you're not gonna just drop dead one day like that we did it already know. yeah we, we well I, I what what it was was i was afraid but you don't want to give it to other people like that's a big thing too well once it got to day eight i knew i was out of the woods but the first four <laughs> days i'm going am i gonna wake up and need a ventilator like that was hey. I mean, it was it was literally the first week of like people knowing what's going on so that was scary but once i didn't have breathing issues Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I think I'm all right. So that was so good. then you go in the garage, you get out some two by fours. You're like man cave time. I I've been given new life. <laughs> I have to take advantage. It's it's time to get a podcast studio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dudes, do rock. Dudes do rock. That is true. Listen, so I, I and, and with the podcast studio, you have two podcasts. Everyone should go listen. One is called The Verzi Effect, and the other is yep. called Anything Better, and that's with Bill Burr. So yeah. for anyone that's in the podcast game, if you want another podcast, those are two great podcasts. Give us the, kind of the one-minute summary for, the, for those podcasts. The Verzi Effect is just me venting about the world and what I saw in that past week, whether it would be something in sports, movies, socially, just something that I see that I kind of go off at. It's anywhere from like a half hour to an hour, depending on how I feel. Anything better with Burr is kind of it was supposed to be a sports podcast, which it kind of is. But then we kind of just go off, too. And then we try to throw sports in. But it's just me and him going off, too. And those are two buddies just like uh, chatting, which is always nice to have, like the consistency of two people that kind of know where they fit into the conversation. Like, you know, the the ball busting that's going to happen kind of ahead of time. Uh, the the number one comment we're getting is the chemistry between me and Burke because we're such friends and people say it sounds like me and him are on an hour phone call and that's there really what go. what it is you know those are always the fun podcasts and listen all of yeah, you can go see Paul he, guys nothing guys being dudes may you know may have taken my you know signature catchphrase so I I, I listen Paul's gonna be on the road you can go to his website paulversey.com paulversey.com Oklahoma City, if you're out there, April 1st through 3rd. April 1st through 3rd, Oklahoma City. You ready to do some emails, Paul? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Okay, so we have some great emails this week. We got to get ready. Vietnamese wedding with a Tinder date. Yo, (laughs) JT, I'm a 24-year-old American living abroad in Vietnam. A girl I've gone out uh, with a few times is 21 years old and local. We met on Vietnamese Tinder, and it's called Badu. We get along great, but I don't want a serious relationship with her. I've stayed at her place once. We also got a hotel together once. We've only gone on three dates. Here's my predicament. She invited me on a date to her sister's wedding. Her whole family will be there. I'm terrified to introduce myself to her mother and father as well as the rest of her family. However, I want to experience a traditional wedding. 
I'm afraid of what they will think because I'm not her boyfriend. Do you think she will expect me to be her boyfriend if I attend? Or is there a way to attend and keep the relationship casual? We haven't discussed the relationship yet. Paul Versi, what do you think? I think you absolutely do not go to that wedding. And here's why. Yeah. Because you can't go to that wedding. Because if you go to that wedding and the family meets him and likes him, and they're like, oh, he's so good. But deep down inside, he's not feeling it. He's completely setting it up. for the only The only way he can do this is if he sits down with her over a cup of coffee and goes, look, I'll go to the wedding. Like, he kind of sounds a little selfish in a way. He just wants to sure. see what a yeah. traditional wedding looks like. It's like, fucking look it up on YouTube or yeah. online. Um, you know, unless he really does like her. But I think if he wants to keep it friends and he does not want to take that leap into meeting the family and expectations, you do not go to the wedding. That was my first instinct. The... Yeah, you you. There's got to be an Anthony Bourdain episode where you can watch what a Thai wedding looks like. You don't need yeah. to use this woman to get like your you know your your tourism in. I I agree with you. It's a bad reason to go. If the reason is I want to see a Thai wedding, you can you get it. Two people that are gonna ruin the rest of their lives. Good. You know yeah. we, we, you know fifty percent chance of 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 misery. So right. I I I do think. Even though this question is very specific, yeah. I think we can grow it out to who do you bring to a wedding? When should you go? Sometimes the what are we conversation comes to you in the form of an event. Maybe t you know the calendar. You can't pick and choose when the what are we conversation happens or what page are we both on conversation happens. This is the moment. So I think with what Paul said is right. Like, hey. I yeah. just want to let you know before we go that this going on this wedding, meeting your family will not make this relationship more important to me. That's hard to say, but it lets the other person make the decision for themselves. <laughs> but how's the cocktail hour? Yeah. <laughs> is it is it a cash bar? I don't <laughs> I don't go to cash bars. You know, I I I think yeah. but I think this is like an important thing because a lot of people go, I personally I'm not going to a wedding with someone I am not official with. I don't think it's, and this is my personal opinion. I think it's not, a little disrespectful to the people having the wedding. Yeah. That, that plate could be, that plate, and what do I mean by plate? You do a wedding in dollars, what's that? Play that one again. What was that sound? I think something uh, came up on my phone. Oh, I thought, I thought that was a <laughs> Shelby on the ones and twos and the threes, his phone. Okay, so I would say that like a plate costs $20, $30, $40, depending on how nice the wedding is. So you are counted in a per plate way. So if you're coming, that means a cousin's not coming. That means an argument over an aunt or an uncle is still happening and ongoing. You aren't needed there. So I when I'm bringing a date that we bet we you're either living you're either in a relationship or you're not. And if you're not then you don't bring the date. Dude, I don't I don't like hockey, right? I don't like mm. hockey. So if you give me playoff tickets to a Rangers game, you're wasting the ticket on me. I don't belong in the garden for that mm -hmm. game. And so, you would say yeah. you would say to that person, "Hey, yes. I I, I just want to let you know this means nothing to me. Right. It would be <laughs> selfish of me to go, I just want to see how the hockey playoffs are, yeah. but I, I don't care. I just want yeah, to see how everything – yeah. I, no, it doesn't make sense. Shelby, we have different, like, cultures in America that takes weddings, like, 
more seriously than others. So That's like, a good point. I, I have no idea how much like a Vietnamese wedding is like. Oh, I said Thai how, before. How that, I apologize for that. Vietnamese. If that's how that's done. Like I know like there's different cultures like weddings in India that go on for like two weeks. Like I don't sure. know what others are. Like, I would want more information. And I think that information starts out with this guy being honest about the relationship. Hey, I'm having fun with you. This is casual for me. If in Vietnamese weddings a casual relationship can show up and you can introduce me to your parents and we can still be casual, I'm down to come. But if this means I'm meeting your parents and we immediately become more serious in your eyes, then I'm going to back out. Unless Vietnamese weddings do go a week and this dude's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> then he's like, free booze, um, I'm in, it doesn't matter. But I, I think it's important with these wedding things where people go, well, yeah. I have to bring whoever I'm hooking up with on the uh, uh, on the. Well, you don't have to bring anybody. Like no. I, I think, I think it's actually respectful to br not bring someone. And sometimes it's it's a moment where you're like, "Fuck, the the lights just came on in the bar." That this is one of those instances where the lights came on in the bar. You're done dancing. Are yeah. will you come home with me? No, yeah. I can't come home with you. That is uh, that's the moment. And he already said in the email, he said that they already went to a hotel together. They've already done things together. So now doing those things and then going to a wedding, there's no way that her expectations wouldn't be that this is going to be more serious, which sets up everybody for disappointment if that's not the case. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Liquid Death. Are you drinking enough water? Are you? None of us are. We all want to drink more water, but it really isn't that fun. Liquid death is the solution. It comes in tall boys, in cans that look like you're basically drinking a beer, and you can just crush a 16-ounce water in one sitting. And it makes it fun. You're sitting there with your tall boy hanging with the crew. And I just love what Liquid Death is doing because it's all about getting you to use canned water as opposed to bottled water. Bottles, bottles of water are filling up this earth. We only have so much precious earth and we're ruining it with these plastic water bottles. Liquid Death is about death to plastic and picking up a tall boy of water and crushing it. And I, I got to say, it is fun. It actually is fun to have a big thing of water that kind of looks like a beer. It just has that look like you should be on the back of a motorcycle, hanging on your hog, chugging it down. And I got to say, it is good water. That's the thing. And they have sparkling as well. And I've been actually, the reason Liquid Death is now sponsoring this show is because they kept coming up on my Instagram because I love their designs. They have great t-shirts. They have great, uh, just a logo that looks fun and cool. And all of us just want to drink more water. And I'm telling you right now, it's a great way to spice up whatever your next outing is, whatever your next party is, whatever your next socially distanced outdoor event's going to be. Have some liquid death there because it changes the nature of the party. Everyone is just a little bit looser, a little bit more fun. You toss someone from across the uh, across the yard, yo, fresh liquid death, and you toss it across the yard. They pick, they catch it, they crack it open, and now. I love Liquid Death so much that you can get it at 7-Eleven across this great nation. Just get in your car now and buy a case uh, or even, you know, two cases. Just stock up. That's right. 
Head to your local 7-Eleven right now to pick up some liquid death. So that's where you get it. Go to 7-Eleven, pick it up. You'll see it. It's the water that looks like a beer in the water aisle. And you're going to go, and it just turns up the party. And I love that we're doing it by helping the earth, helping yourself because you're getting more water than you probably would have if you weren't drinking it at all. And you're helping your party because everyone gets to have a good time. So go check out liquid death at 7-Eleven now. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Paul Verzi. He's in Oklahoma City, April 1st through 3rd. All his tour dates. PaulVerzi.com, PaulVerzi.com, PaulVerzi.com. Failing to make a move, a deal breaker. I moved to a new city during the pandemic, started dating again. I've met this one girl who I'm very into. She's stunning. We align on a lot of philosophy and experience. I'm new to dating to uh, new. I'm new to driving to dates after having lived in NYC and being used to NYC dating. This is an important thing. NYC dating, it's I'll meet you at the corner of first and third, and that's not considered wrong or not chivalrous. Like you know, all of those are okay. Hey, I'll meet you here yeah. is okay in New York City. I would assume. Out of New York City, where you have a car, hey, I'll pick you up at eight is a different there's no, story. There's no pick you up at eight here. You don't think, oh, no, not in New York at all. No. No, it's I'll meet you at blankety blank. New York I can, is, yeah, New York is like fake dating, though, because you could stumble, up, get there early, have a drink. Then yeah. you're buzzed. She gets there. The party's clearly already started. It's like unorganized. Oh, my friends are over here. Like, it's not a real structure. Driving somewhere, getting in a car and actually driving 20 minutes on the highway to go. That's a date date. Yeah. I, I, New York allows for casual to be kind of built into your date. But I would also say in the world of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm outside. Like, like in the world of Uber, in the world of Uber, though. Uber kind of changes the game a little bit because you can go, hey, I'll meet you at whatever restaurant. But it is, we got in the Uber. I spent money on the Uber. Like that does become more a part of the math, I would think, outside of New York where, you know, Subway, Uber is kind of built in. You just assume it here. Yeah. I had a fir- good first date with a... <laughs> that is all these outdoor dates. is like the, 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 the problem with NYC dating right now, like I went out the other night with Jess and we were sitting on the street and just that horn is just going off just like hey it's really good to be here with you hey so where'd you go to college ambulance is going by it's It's, it's a shit show we had like we had probably half ambulance siren half you know regular conversation um you know it's funny when you're trying to say like the staten island ferry is coming (laughs) is your mother still sick How's the it's the COVID? What? Do I feel sick? Who? Did you get your vaccination shot? Did you do the vaccination Johnson or the two shots? I'm on the second dose, but I, but I actually don't believe in vaccinations. I actually don't believe in COVID. <laughs> yeah, that happens as the horn is going on. Yeah, he said something about how he believes in COVID. Uh, it's good to be on the same page as someone. 
Uh, I had a good first date with a girl and just went on a second date that I think went really well. And we texted the night afterwards. I dropped her off at after our second date, gave her a hug in the car when saying goodnight. On her Hinge profile, she says she wants someone who takes the lead. A combination of feeling that connection, past relationship experience, and thinking she's stunning has led me to want to be more respectful and not want to make a move because I'm, I'm sure guys are always being forward and aggressive towards her. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what he's saying. It, it, it makes it sound bad. Like, I, I, and I think what he's saying is in the land of right. But it, you know, a combination of feeling the connection, past relationship experience, and thinking she's stunning well, led me to want to be more respectful and not want to make a move. Like, no, you're yeah. feeling out this situation. Like, yeah. I don't think he's being more respectful than any other woman in his life. But he's he's feeling something different, so he's maybe acting a little bit more what he thinks she would like more. It's not that like the idea of more respectful. I don't know if that's really the way he would want to word that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that he might feel something on this one and he's like, Oh shit, this is a whole, I got, I need to kind of play my game a little differently here because it's more real maybe. And he's trying to zig while he's assuming that other guys have zagged. I would say that's a mistake. You have to do what feels right for you. And and again, he says yeah. more respectful. I don't think you're acting more respectful. I think you're being more thoughtful of how you're being perceived on different things you might be doing on these dates. So he says, am I overthinking things? And should I have already made a move? Or is this the way things are playing out okay? And do girls appreciate the type that type of respect? Like, yeah, I, I don't think... I, what do you think? Like the, to put this in the words of respect, like I, I, I would, I would hope to assume. And listen, I'm not saying that animals and assholes don't exist, yeah. but I, I kind of, I, I try to live at at someone's word of like, hey, I've always been nice to the people I've gone out with. Um, I think he's thinking too much down, like seven yeah. steps ahead instead. What do you think? Yeah, I think anytime you, you know, anytime you try to piece together what you think she wants. And mm. anytime you try to play chess like that in your mind, you're not really being a hundred percent yourself. And I think that the women, and this is, you know, I mean, I'm married now 13 years, but you know, when I was dating or whatever, I just think being yourself and going about it the way that you normally would and being honest, she's either going to take that for what it is or not. At some point, the check is going to come where you have to be yourself and then they, you don't want it to be down the road. And he writes, I didn't want to let it drag out and have her think I'm not as interested as I am. Her hinge profile says she wants a guy to take the lead. And I usually do. I just have felt something different with the situation. Any thoughts, insights would be greatly appreciated. We're going to have some time apart for Thanksgiving. So this was written way back when, um, and hoping it works out, uh, for a third date. I also don't want to build this up into something big, which I clearly have in my mind to, to a degree. And then he wrote back afterwards. I also saw tonight that she recently updated her hinge profile. So I'm thinking I need to take the lead. Any advice would be great. Like to me, his idea of taking the lead and not taking the lead combined with the respect thing. I think his his perspective is off. A hundred percent. I think this guy is clearly overthinking it and needs to just, if he likes her, just to act accordingly that way. You know, like uh, that's it, man. Like if he also, yeah. also letting someone, sorry to interrupt, but also letting yeah. someone like, I think maybe the change isn't being more respectful because I would believe that you've been respectful in the past, but to be vulnerable. Hey, yes. I just want to let you know, like 
I, I, I've had a really good time with you the last couple nights. I've actually really wanted to kiss you, but I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm really a little bit in my head about it because I am enjoying my time so much. So I just want to let you know. And listen, there's some people that would hold that against you if later on you don't want to be with them. They'll go, well, why did you say you were so into me? It's like, well, I was into you then. Like, I think acting vulnerably, acting yeah. honestly, you might see that as like, well, he, she wants someone who takes the lead. No, she wants someone who is themselves and knows yes. who they are. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that if, if he really did you what you said, up. where he was, <laughs> he's got to well, loosen up. <laughs> yeah, well, if if I think if he would just like relax like that and just be like, hey man, I'm really into you and like you know, like I was always, but see me, I was like too honest. I was the type dude. I like made out with my wife when we dated and told her like I was gonna marry her. Like I went a little too hard, but that's mm. just because I liked her so much and that was my personality. Wait a minute, you told her right away you were like I want to marry you. Well, I knew her. I knew her from prior. I knew her for years, and I told her at a bar. This is a true story. I told my wife at a bar while she was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. I was going to marry her four years before I started dating. Wow. So we have to talk about that. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions about that. Were you yeah. drunk? No, I was. I, I got to the bar. I was drinking. You want to know the crazy thing? I saw my wife. Now, now. All right. This is crazy, Jared. But you know what? I'm on your show, so I might as well sure. tell you. Date, we talk dating and relationships. This is what people want to hear. Especially, how long have you been married now? Um, I've been married now 13 years. So it, this is hypothetically but working 18, as of today. <laughs> but check this. Yes, yes. But check this out. When I was in high school, there were two high schools in my area. And they mm. were rivals. Okay? I dated a girl for six years, on and off for six years. That was my wife's best friend from the other school. Come on. Yeah. And your so, wife went to the other school? Uh, my wife went to the other school that I didn't go to. And her and best we, friend was your girlfriend for six because, years? Because they went to junior high together. This is a magical story. Okay. They went to junior high together. So I would always hear about my wife through my girlfriend. Interesting. And then, years later, I was working at an Applebee's as a busboy. And okay. guess who? And the manager was this girl. And guess who her best friend was? My wife. So my wife wow. comes in and yep. And then I moved to Jersey city and she, I mean, I moved to Queens and she moved to Jersey city and we started to date. And I just knew that she was different. I knew, I watched her with her godson and I watched her babysit and I was like, wow, that's a mother. This is like, this is it, man. She was mature. She wasn't one of these little club fucking, you know, and I was, and that's, that's what happened, man. So wait, take us back to the bar where you're with your girlfriend and she's with her boyfriend. But no, uh, I I was sh sh neither boyfriend girlfriend were there. We were there. So you're there for like another event, a hangout, friend. I'm, I'm there for hanging out with my buddy, and I see her there drinking, and I know she's in a relationship, and I'm in a I'm in a relationship, and I looked at her, I said, I'm marrying you one day. I said, you're the you're the person to marry. You're not the person Wait, to date. What Ed, what Sylvester Stallone movie were you in? Like, what do you? Like I had the thing with me is like when I wanted something and I really was confident, I just and that goes to the advice of this guy. Yeah. Like if th if this guy just jumps in and goes, look, man, I like you and I'm trying to play this game of not going too fast, but I really like you and like and just kind of comes clean. That's really being yourself. And like yeah. that puts it in her that puts it in her court. Wow, this episode of Dawson's Creek is brought to you by yeah. uh, Paul Verzi. So I, I think, 
So wait a minute. You tell a woman in the bar, I'm yeah. going to marry you one day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to marry you, Mary Beth. Like, it's like very yeah. much like. So when does the, when do you start dating after that? So it was weird, man. She just kept popping into my life. And I lived in Queens and she lived in Jersey City and she texted me because mm. she had my number from, you know, years ago. And she just said, hey, I'm, you know, maybe we'll go. But she didn't want anything more which was weird. So for five months, I tried like going out, kissing her, making out with her. I would try, we would go drinking and she kind of was just, Hey, I'll drive you home. No, no, I'll take the subway. She wasn't. And then I you think, I mean, I know this is an uncomfortable question, but do you think she was like kind of shedding other people? Is that yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. like, I think, I think she was definitely, I think she was kind of feeling out if she was going to date somebody from work. I think she was mm -hmm. kind of going out to drinks with coworkers and stuff. She lived in Manhattan. And then I'll be honest with you. One night, my older brother and I were going to a movie. We we're going to see that Chris Rock movie, Head of State, where he becomes president. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I just said to him, I go, man, this girl that, you know, that I knew from years up in high school, like I said, she's just like playing hardball with me. And like I'm, I said to him, I go, it's kind of bugging me. I said, like, she's giving me mixed signals. And I'll never forget. My older brother goes, Paul, it's her loss, dude. What are you worried about? And I remember like mm. when he said that, I just go, yeah, I go, what am I? Let's go to the movies, have a good night if it doesn't work out. You know, and I had started doing stand up yeah. at the time. I was in my early 20s. And uh, and all of a sudden I got a text message that weekend, the weekend that I mentally let go. I got a text mm -hmm. message from her and she goes, I miss you. And that's that changed everything. And 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 you're like, yeah, you, there we go. The dudes are really into this story. Yeah, I guess at that point you go, OK, this is me. You miss me. I have to be myself and go with this as me you know yeah it's like listen i've been trying to like we've been going to movies we've been getting drinks you're clearly just want to be a friend i'm trying to be more and now i'm done now i'm mm. done so now i'm gonna go and and i'm gonna do it and and i don't know if she felt that i don't know what it was but something happened where she was like oh and then that's it and now she's been my wife for that's it the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Feels CBD. I got to say, right now in my life, I'm feeling stress. I'm feeling anxiety. I think is much of that is due to the state of the world. I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. I hear it from friends and family, trouble sleeping, trouble getting to, the, getting to start your day. And something that's helped me is I've made Feels CBD a part of my daily routine. If you feel a little anxious or just can't fall asleep, you're not alone. We all feel that way, and that's why you should try Feel CBD. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. If you've never tried CBD before, let me demystify it for you. It will not get you high. It just makes you feel a little bit more relaxed and nothing more. There's no high hangover addiction. Feels gets to work fast. Just put a few drops under your tongue, and boom, you'll be feeling the difference within minutes. If you've never tried CBD and are a little nervous, Feels is a great place to start. I was unsure about how much to take, but Feels makes the dosage very clear. I recommend starting with the lowest dose and then working your way up until you feel a little bit better. And if you're not sure, they're going to hold your hand. This is my favorite part about Feels, is they have a hotline with real humans you can call anytime. That, for me, that was important because... The idea that someone can walk you through it, give you some answers, answer any question, because no question is a stupid question when you're putting something in your body. Once you add feels to your life, you're going to want to make it a regular part I have. So sign up with feels so you get it delivered every month. You'll save money on every order. Feels helps me feel my best, and it can help you too. And special for my listeners, if you become a member today by going to feels.com slash jtrain, you'll get 50, 50, 50, 50, 
50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash J-Train to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time, feels.com slash J-Train and feel better. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. When you put your mental and emotional health first, it has the positive trickle-down effect of making everything in your life better. I'm going to tell you right now, mental health is so important right now. It's, 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 it's on the top of everyone's mind because right now we're going through something. We're all going through something at the same time. The pandemic has affected all of us in many different ways. And when you have a daily reminder of the world is a little off, a little bit scarier, you start to feel it in your head. And I'm, I'm there with you. I have felt more anxious than I've ever felt. I've mentioned on past podcasts that I've been getting... Um, panic attacks for the first time in my life. It's all really new to me, and I'm sure if I'm feeling this way, some of you are having these moments too, and therapy can change your life for the better across the board. Enter Talkspace, online therapy. They are here to give everyone support because we all need it right now. I'm going to tell you that I love this service because what it does is it takes a lot of the things that get in your way out of the picture. The idea of finding a doctor and where do I go and who will pay for this and how much is it going to cost and going in the waiting room. No, 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 no. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day. And that's the thing. With most of these things, you go, "Ah, I don't know a doctor. And then you just put it off until the next time you feel bad. Here's the thing. With Talkspace, it's right at your fingertips. Talk to your therapist through text, video, or voice memo 24-7 unlimited. Your therapist will hold you accountable and make sure you progress. Total, Totally virtual. It's so convenient to do this from home. Never miss a session. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, relationships, and more. Plus, it's totally private. Using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and comply with HIPAA regulations. Just for my listeners... You will get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's JTRAIN and Talkspace.com and find a space you can talk with Talkspace. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com, Paul Verzi. Oklahoma no, this City, podcast is bringing my confidence back. I, I, I got you, got buddy. I still, still got, got it. it. And I said, you take me or you leave me. <laughs> and then I left that bar and I dumped that other woman. Like that other woman is sitting there being like, can you believe he left me? She's listening. I opened <laughs> the bar door and just shine from heaven on me. And I just walked out. So she sees the silhouette. Guy takes a break because of health issues. What to do next? It's from a lady listener. We we did a couple of guy emails. We usually don't do that, but I felt like Paul has some good guy energy for this episode. So we did a so let's do some female emails. I'm emailing because I'm confused uh, in a confusing situation, and I'd love some perspective on it. I started ta- talking to uh, uh, to a new guy in January. We hit it off from the start. We're seeing each other one or two times a week, texting every day for two months. The last time I saw him, we shared our feelings for each other, and it honestly felt really amazing. I really liked him. So this last meeting was the first week of March. He was leaving the next day to spend a week with his cousin. Beware of trips. That's something I always say, like, beware of trips. It, adds, it gives space for, like, a relationship that's kind of just, what you know, yeah. just to hang out to be nothing. 
But I felt really secure as the last time felt so great and we were texting every day. When he got back, I could honestly sense a small shift in his mood. But we were still talking frequently and planned to see each other once he got a negative test. But then out of the nowhere, I get a text explaining that he had a sudden health issue that he needed to deal with and couldn't see me anymore. But told me he had an amazing time with me and wanted to reconnect once he got better. I told him I understood and felt the same. Here's where I'm a little confused. How am I supposed to feel? I had such a great time with him, but it feels like I got blindsided and dumped. I don't know if I should move out, move on, or wait it out. I'm empathetic to the fact that, uh, that of a course, health comes first, but I'm super disappointed and confused. He never gave me a reason to not trust him, but the condition is common, non-life-threatening, and manageable, and I'm insecure that he was just using it as an excuse to avoid hurting my feelings. It was a very sweet and thoughtful text, but why did he not call if he had feelings for me? Main question. He ended things two weeks ago and is still totally on my mind. Is it okay to reach out to see how he's doing, or do I wait for him to reach out to me? How long should I wait, or should I move on? So what do we think? Well, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that when he went on that trip or whatever happened, you know, there's things happen when people get, you know, get cold on something or cold feet. But here's the other thing, too. And she she nailed it when she said this is a common thing. You know, it's not mm. like he was on a ventilator. It's not like he was losing oxygen. The guy was, and when a guy wants something like I just talked about. Right. Mm. But I just said I, I wanted to be with my wife. So I fucking made sure that that happened. This guy really liked her, you know, then. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say that that's Teresa. Yeah, I hate to say that that sound is kind of the the, you know, the the what's it called? The symbol for what she's saying. But it kind of is because it seems like to me something happened along the line where this guy was like not in anymore. And I think her gut and her instinct is right. And I don't think she should reach out. I think she just goes about her business and sees if he comes back, but don't don't play into it. The end of the email is very important. She, I, I thought he just said, I'm sick and I can't do a relationship. At that point, I'm like, yeah, it's an excuse. We don't even know if he's sick. But then she says, the condition is common, non-life-threatening and manageable. So, And she says, I'm insecure that he was using it as an excuse to avoid hurting my feelings. Yeah, what? That he's I, got the flu? Yeah, flu. <laughs> she get the flu. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, when she says it's a condition, common, non-life-threatening, manageable, manageable means your life has changed in one way or the other. So yeah. here's what he did. Let's take him at his word. He gets this diagnosis. They, the doctor says it's manageable. And you go, hey, I'm so sorry that happened. He, and then he, he basically had a moment where he goes, do I want to manage this alone? Or do I want to manage this with someone I've been getting to know? And he did, there's, and he probably thought to himself, you know what? I, I can see myself, I need to be alone doing this, which is fine. And he's also saying, this gets me kind of, I think it makes you look, I think it's like COVID. It makes you look at everything a little differently. Look, makes you look at time a little differently. Now, was you he get, doing this with or without the other woman that was fondling his balls? Yeah, he had another woman helping him manage his balls. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I don't really need two managers on the site. No, I just think when you get into these situations where it's like something comes at you, it yeah. shocks you a little bit. Just like you, you get COVID in March, you go, oh shit, like life just hit me. Like I, I, I got to build the man cave. I got to build the broadcast studio. But, but here's the thing though, Jared, if I was with hanging out with somebody that I was really into and then I got COVID, I would want to talk to them through it. Totally. I would want to text with them through it. I would say, hey, as soon as I get better, we're hanging out. This made me realize I like you more. 
this is exactly my point. It's like, yeah. it's not about, hey, this is my excuse. Hey, this is the thing that made me look at life a little bit differently that I don't want to be in a casual relationship with someone that I'm not really there yet with. So when I look at it from her perspective, it's like you can look at it as, oh, he's just using an excuse to get out of it. Yeah, some of that might be true, but also it's him going, this isn't the match for me. And, and that's why she needs to go, you know, for her, she says, should I reach out to see if he's doing okay? I don't think you should reach out to see if they're doing okay. I think if you reach out, it's, hey, I liked you. I enjoyed my time with you. I'm here for you still, but I'm not going to be here for a while. And I want to let you know that. Like if there's any reach out, it's that. Because when you make it about, hey, are you okay? Then you can get like caught up on the false pretense of him being nice. And, oh, I've been dealing with this and I'm getting better at this. And the medication is good. Right. You know, like let's, let's keep it at, let's be honest here. It's like, Hey, I'm still kind of here and I'm not going to wait for long, but I want to let you, if you're going to give it one more chance, otherwise this person has said he's not the match for you. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Here with Paul Verzi at Paul Verzi on Instagram. Are you at Paul Verzi? Uh, I am at Paul Verzi V I R Z I. Go follow on Instagram at Paul Verzi, at Paul Verzi, paulverzi.com, Oklahoma City, April 1st through 3rd. I like this one. A friendship question. Argument with friend's boyfriend. Ooh. Okay. This feels it's up your alley. I feel like you're in the Johnny and Tiffany's wedding. What is it? Tina and Tony's wedding group of friends. <laughs> Johnny I feel and like- Tiffany. I like that. <laughs> the, the, the spinoff? <laughs> yeah. The cousin Johnny. Okay. <laughs> Recently, I went over to my friend's apartment. We met through school four years ago, okay? I would consider her one of my closest friends from school. She's also dating one of our classmates. For reference, I'm 24, she's 27, he's 28. So them two are dating. She's the friend of the woman. Her boyfriend and I were discussing his intentions to apply for a job in the same city as her. In parentheses, she writes, all three of us are graduating this year. My friend often discusses it with me, and I know that she wants to apply for a job in the same city as him, but he does not. When I first brought the topic up, my friend said, yeah, are we going to apply together to her boyfriend, which I interpreted as it being okay for us to discuss the topic. Well, I think that's quite an assumption this person has made. Yeah, I do too. I don't think that if you know that there's a hot button topic and you're just showing up to their house to hang out, why bring that up? I- well, I guess it's the woman she brought it up to her boyfriend. Yeah, we're going to apply together. Like, to me, oh. that's a moment. If you know it's a hot topic conversation, that's a moment to pick up the popcorn. It's not a moment to be like, oh, we're talking? Like, you, right, know, like, right, right. you know, like that's a moment to go, ooh, getting the tea. I get a front row, which... Good for you. You get a front row seat to the fucking fight. Like, right. You know, like that. Yeah. Woo. You know, you're in the audience. Who, 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 who? Like that is like when you know Woo! the inside, right? You know, the inside game of like, oh, this is the problem they've been having. I don't think, which I interpreted as being okay for us to, us to discuss the topic. No, it's okay for you to, it, I would say when they, when she says it in front of you, it's okay for you to witness them talking about the topic, not us, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think like to watch it go down, but not really chime in on yeah. something or like say, "Oh, we're talking about this." That's not. That's that's intrusive. That's intrusive. Yes. You know, I think like like sit back and go, "Oh boy, this like you said, this is gonna be good." But um, 
you know, I know people that would go the other way, though, Jared. I know people that would go, oh, guys, please don't argue in front of me. Can we just go to the movies and like, sure. kinda, you know, instead of like egging it on? You know, well, that to me, that person is friends with both. Like that person yes. is like, I, hey, I got I got 50 50 on both sides of the match. I don't really this isn't for me to be a part of because they know they're going to get pulled in. Yeah. I can understand where she's like, I'm team my friend, the woman. She's team the woman, yeah. She's team the woman, and she goes, it's one thing to watch, but then it's another thing. We are talking about, no, 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 not us for discuss. So she writes, after some back and forth about the pros and cons of trying to apply to the same city together, his demeanor suddenly changed, and he became extremely hostile with me. He started claiming this was, his, was private, although to this point, he never voiced any discomfort with this topic. Well, that's a little design. You know yeah. that the you know more of the story than you're letting on. My intent, and he knows that he's feeling that. My intention yep. was not to invade his privacy, so I immediately started to apologize. However, he became even angrier, started calling me fake, a shitster, and to get out of here. It ended with him essentially kicking us out of her apartment. That's weird, out of her apartment. I was really uh, upset by how he spoke to me. I started crying. Listen, there's no right for him to yell at you. No, no oh, one's giving. Right him that you know right. you should be spoken to with respect i would say that comes from him feeling cornered yeah in an argument he knows he's gonna lose like yeah he's yeah he's got two women there on the same side he's clearly said he wants to go to another city and then now this is happening on a night that they're gonna hang out and he probably just you know here's the thing i wonder was he doesn't he want to deal with it yet yeah, I want to know, though, and I don't know if this is in the email. Was he drinking or was drinking going on? Um, I, I, uh, I would assume they were. They went to the I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. But I she writes my intention. However, he became even a shit star. Get out of here. Ended with him essentially kicking us out of their apartment. I was really upset by how he spoke to me. I started crying when we left the apartment. I should note that the whole time my friend's boyfriend was yelling at me. She said nothing to stop him or even to try to defuse the situation. So now she's upset with the friend. All yeah. my friend said when, he was, uh, when she saw me crying was, I know that wasn't your intention. Since then, she hasn't apologized on his behalf or reached out about what happened. I would love to hear your thoughts on this situation. Do you have any suggestion on how to move forward with my friend? I'm hurt that she did nothing to stop the way her boyfriend was talking me and that she didn't even say anything about what happened so i get what she's upset about yeah. this is tough because listen no one should speak to anyone in a way that you know is mean or angry and maybe makes them feel fearful uh, like that they're going to be in harm i don't feel that that was the situation here but i would also say your friend is equally in as an uncomfortable position as the guy is because the friend also knows this is a hot button issue and knows that she's kind. When your boyfriend calls her a shitster, that means their boyfriend knows that you have more of the story that maybe was personal to the relationship. So now the girlfriend feels outed. Yeah. And you know what sucks about emails, Jared, is we don't know the tone like the email yeah. says the story, but we don't know the tone of what how it went down there for him to get that mad. How she said, oh, we're talking about this. Like and all of a sudden he feels ganged up on. Or did she say it very innocently? Mm -hmm, That's the mm -hmm. thing, too. You know? Yeah, those are all good points. And I think I think the 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 the, the how do you I think she has to go to the friend. I think she has to say to the friend. I think she has to own a little bit, and I'm not saying like like I do believe like 
you shouldn't be yelled at. But you have to own that, hey, I used information that you gave to me to kind of join forces with you, and it might have not helped you have the communication with your boyfriend about the cities you're moving in in the best way. And I apologize for that. But yeah, you sat there and just had your boyfriend talk to me that way, and you haven't apologized. You haven't uh, had him reach out to me. I feel that you kind of left me. And you started it. And you, you know, started it. You yeah. started to talk to your boyfriend about something that was a hot topic in front of me. Sure. And me, and me being your friend, having your back. Yeah. And so, I made the mistake yeah. of following your lead. Maybe I yes. followed your lead in a way that you didn't want. But when you bring it up in front of me, you kind of leave yourself open to that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point that she started it. I never thought of that. She started it in front of her to make it, and 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 they're clearly on the same team. Mm -hmm. So I think that for her to take the lead with it and then never apologize for the 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 verbal thing that happened to her, yeah, I actually am kind of on the side of the. Um, I, now listen, the one the emailer. thing she, the, the the email the one mistake the emailer made was, oh, we're talking about this now. That definitely put him in a corner for a hundred percent. Yeah. But but the, it, but that doesn't mean someone should be mean or whatever. No, but it doesn't do. mean somebody should get kicked out of the house. And it also doesn't mean that there should be responsibility taken off her friend who goes, hey, are we going to go to the same place? Like, why do that? Like when there's three people from the same school hanging out, why bring that up there in front of her? Yeah, it's uh, in. It, it, so you've actually what you've done is like, hey, we're you basically been like, I'm let's go on the tour. And then you didn't even lead. Like, like you just right. like, and then you got mad at someone or you left someone just without, you know, instructions to just run around on their own, you know, uh, on their own. Yeah. That would be like, if you, if you said Verzi, come to my apartment, but listen, um, uh, I live with the booker of this comedy club mm -hmm. and we're having issues about like who he's booking or she's booking. And yeah. then I go in, I go into the house and then all of a sudden you were like, hey, is someone so getting booked? And I go, oh, we're doing this? And it's just like, no, like I would never, you know, you shouldn't have started it, but I wouldn't say that either. Yeah, so. there's there's some fault to be kind of spread around, but also we, are, we only got here because she brought us here. Yes. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by my bookie. That's right, people. Listen, there's a lot of great games going on, a lot of college basketball, and I know I have no team in the race, but you know what makes it fun? You know what's a fun event with friends is to, you know, put a little little cash on a couple of these games. Put, you know, make yourself a fan because you're financially involved with them. You're an investor. And and this time of year, we're all looking for fun new ways to hang with our friends, and I think my bookie's a great way to do that. The biggest college basketball tournament around is heating up. Score big on the nonstop action with my bookie bracket contest so these these are like low risk ways to get involved in the tournament and have a fun time this is your chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a dollar to enter. How? Select winners from 63 tournament games. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag. Use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code JTRAIN to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball and 
NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, from from tip-off to buzzer, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Paul Verzi, at Paul Verzi on Instagram. I'm going to follow. We're going to do one more email. Is that okay? Of course. Okay, so we got one more email, and I'm going to send you – it's a screenshot email, okay? So let me just make sure I have your email. I'm sending it to you and Shelby. Um, Okay, I've just sent it to you guys. This is an old one. We're going back through the inbox because I need some more screenshot emails. If you got them, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We need some more screenshots um, because I got a ton of emails here. It's just this is a little bit of backlog, and and I got to clean out this inbox. All right, you ready? Yep. This is called Ghost Resurrected, and it's from October, so let me make sure I'm upfront about the timeline here. In March, I met a guy in a training. We weren't in the same line of work who I thought, uh, so they weren't in the same line of work, but they're in a training, who I thought was so hot, but I got major fuckboys, fuckboy vibes from. I'd catch a couple glances, but then after the course, we both went our separate ways. Evidently, he went back to the class to look at our tests and figured out my last name so he could find me on Facebook. Creepy or not creepy, Paul Verzi? Go in and look at the test. That's one of those things that you hear in the movie, and then you think about, like, if you didn't like the guy, you know, you'd be upset about. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where it's like, if you like the guy, that's so cool. But if not, that's a little creepy. You're like, yeah. Okay, we ended up going out to a bar that night. The drinks were flowing. Things were going well. And at the end of the night, we hooked up, which was super hot. We had breakfast together the next morning, and that was the last time I've seen him. We texted a few times, and I basically asked if he was trying to date me or if he was just trying a casual hookup. At this point in my life, I'm kind of open to either scenario, which is something I expressed to him. Instead, he didn't text me back at all. In fact, he ghosted completely. I unfollowed and stopped caring. Okay, well, this all makes sense. He finds her name on the test. They go out for a drink. They have a great night. They have breakfast together. Hey, I'm up for either. He basically is just ghosts because there's no real skin in the game. Like he met her out of nowhere. They, you know, there's no, I'm not defending his ghost, but I'm saying this is kind of how it happens. Yeah. Cut to six months later, he starts reacting to my Instagram stories. I posted a bit of a thirst trap on IG while I was on vacation. He took the bait and slid into the DMs, which I've attached. I was a little savage in the messages simply because I don't like entering entertaining fuckery. Now would be a good time to read them. So let's read them. So there's the thirst trap picture she posted. Good for her. Great pick. We don't have to put it up, but this is the this is the picture, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's a thirst trap. That is a That's yeah, like that's clearly bait. And and fine, good for her. Like but that no, is No, it's a quintessential thirst thirst. it's actually like it's innocent enough she's in a bathing suit fine she's got sunglasses on fine like it's innocent enough but also fun enough to kind of unearth the cockroaches from beneath the 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 wood panel good for her for for sparking it back and like you know she that's a perfect perfect way to do it so here's the picture then he writes uh i'll be i'll be her you be him ready you go Okay, so uh, 
How? Wait a minute. He's okay. So how? Was what's that word? You don't have to say the word. Just say how's blank. All right. Yeah. How's blank? On fire. I guess that's where she's vacationing. Is is where he's asking about. Okay. Really? I'm here in Fresno at the Creek Fire. I've been working 38 out of 40 days. How's Coast Guard? Do you really care? What's up, Bruno? What's your intention here? Like, we don't have to small talk, laughy face emoji. I like where she's coming from. Yeah, you... you, you I do you... care. Ha <laughs> that emoji. My intention is dinner, if you'll let me buy. I'm on vacation in Texas. I'll let you know when I'm hungry. Okay. I like this. I like that she's like, you know, if, if you mean it, then fucking text me. You have my number. You could say, make the date. Like, to me, that is, some people would go, oh, she's being too much. He doesn't know if she, no, she's being fun, flirty, sarcastic. You, that's right. Yeah. I love everything that she's doing because but, she's letting him know, like, know. She, well, she's letting him know, like, beware of the dogs because I am aware of the type of shit you do. You've done it right. once. I'm aware. Okay. But here's the other thing, though, too, Jared. Are we still are we still reading this or? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, good to hear you're still traveling. This COVID, uh, which got uh, way bigger than we ever thought. COVID shit. Uh, where in Texas? San Antonio, mostly. Have fun. Let me know. Uh, when you're back, if you want to get fed, that's a little creepy. If you want to get that's, fed, yeah. If you want to get fed, it is a little creepy. But here's the only issue that I have with 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 her, and mm. I like what she did here, by the way. So not many issues with her, but she said the key thing at the beginning of the email, Jared. And I don't have sympathy for people that see it and then react when it when you know what do they say? If it's a duck, right? If it quacks mm -hmm. like a duck, what did she say? She said he's got a fuckboy vibe. Yes. You know, yeah. that's what it was. There was nothing emotionally attached. That, that's what it was. They're at a bar drinking. And then she liked it. Apparently, she liked it in order to send that bait, mm -hmm. you know, with the picture to, to like you said, to resurrect, you know? Well, here, here's the thing. To me, when you put up a picture like, you know, a thirst trap picture, it's, it's to bring out all the cockroaches. I don't think it was specifically for him. I think she's having fun. She's being yeah. a little flirty on Instagram, throws a pickup. Let's see what happens. And I think that's like the case with any thirst trap picture. Let's yeah. see who reveals themselves. And one of the revealers is the fuck boy where she's not surprised. And that's why she gets a little snappy with him. I would say she writes in her email. He asked me to dinner, but I'm genuinely confused as to why he just wants to hook up again. Right. And dinner is just for energy purposes. Is he trying to actually go on a legit date with me? And lastly, should I go on the dinner date and see what happens or just tell him to bring that booty and and some take out to my and some take out to my house so we can skip the part where we have to have conversations. I'm open to any scenario. I'm just not a fan of going into a situation where tensions aren't clear. Wow. Well, I, I respect that, but I got to tell you, dude, the fucking let me know when you want to get fed fucked me up, dude. Like that, yeah, it's like a little weird. That made me go like dude, that was the, that changed it for me. Listen, I, I everything she's saying is something that all the women would go. Get it, girl. You get yours. Yeah, but it's window dressing. She claims and the answers in the email. She says she she says. 
He asked me to dinner, but I'm genuinely confused as to why. He wants to hook up, right? Dinner is just for energy purposes. Is he trying to actually go on a legit date with me? Lastly, should I go on the dinner date and see what happens or just tell him to bring that booty and some takeout to my house so we can skip that part where we have to have conversations? And then she writes, I'm open to any scenario. I'm just not into a situation where intentions are unclear. Well, what are your intentions? You, you're not into a scenario where someone else's intentions aren't clear, but your intentions are allowed, to be, uh, are allowed to be vague. Like, listen, if you don't want to have the conversations and you want to just hook up, that's fine. But I you think can't her say, intentions, yeah. You, you can't say whatever you want goes. Like, listen, you, can, you said that he's a fuckboy. He didn't even, I, I would say at the end of your conversations, he's still being a fuckboy. He wrote, have fun. Let me know when you're back if you want to get fed. That's not him making a plan. That's him saying, now you serve me the tennis ball so I can hit it back. If I were you, we're in this position of nothing to lose. I'll yeah. be back on this date. Text me. because, I And then he either makes a plan or he keeps going in circles on the let me know train. Yeah. She seems like I know her intentions are pretty clear. I think she wants what? to hook up with the like she she would want to hook up like but but then she says I'm up for either the the uh, the dinner yeah. date or the just the hook oh, up like, yeah so the so hookup thing could be a little bait like the hookup thing could be just to see but she's down for more yeah, yeah you're right and it's like yeah. you have to if you if you're looking at this guy being like look at this fuck boy I'm cool with that but and then you go hey I don't really want to talk to you I just want to fuck if that's what you want you have to let him know that. But if you if you say but you also have to let them know the other side. Hey, I'm down to go out, but you got to make a plan, and you have to also then trust yourself to be on a date and not like him. Like in this world that she's created, there's yeah. no scenario where he does anything that she could not like about him. You have to <laughs> you have to be able to spit out the food that you don't like. If you're just going to eat yeah. everything, then he's yeah. going to take advantage of that. So like, if you say to him, hey. Um, I'll get fed when you make a fucking plan and then you give them your number and yeah. then a plan comes, you go on that date and you go, oh, this guy's just like here to have this conversation's boring. It's so boring. I don't want to even want to fuck him. Good. Then don't. Right. right. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah. like the idea that you're going to be told. And again, I understand safety is a big part of this, but the idea that everyone's going to tell you their intentions before going through with any type of plan is is fraught that's not going to happen for you you're going to be disappointed so you need to have your own taste to be able to say no to people that you go on dates with yeah and i gotta be honest dude i watch a lot of forensic files and crime mm. shit and this is like she's she's like a prime person who like invites really? some from wild shit yeah because like with the picture i mean obviously i hope obviously that that would never happen but uh, with the pictures and the oh I'm down for whatever or what are you getting at that can that can be bait not just for normal dudes but that can mm. be bait for some really fucking weirdos. Well, that's why I give a scenario where you're in public where you're and and they've already hooked up so like I understand yeah. she probably trusts them more because they've already been together. But like again, it's okay to say I would go on a date with someone that I would also fuck that I don't want to be ghosted again by. Like, it's okay. Like, and I think she's looking for all or nothing. And a lot of people get in that scenario where they go, um, we're either one night stand or we're together. And it's like, you're going to find that most men want the thing that's in between those, those things. And that is what fucking sucks because you're, you, you know, a lot of people don't want vague relationships. 
And this guy seems like he wants a vague relationship where he can come and go as he pleases. And it sounds like that's not for you. That's why I would even say to you, let's assess what you want. And if yeah. what you want is, I want dates. I want someone who's not going to ghost me. Then this guy might not be the guy. Probably no, not. No, no. And, and, and the fuckboy vibe that you got at the beginning was your gut being right. You yep. know, your gut was right. And it seems like you might want something more than what your gut was telling you. You know, like you knew what it was. You yeah. knew what it was, but maybe she liked it. And maybe she liked him more than she thought she was going to. Mm -hmm. And what she's trying to do is she's trying to say, oh, fuck boy vibe, but maybe we can. And then having fun with him in a way to see if it could happen again. That's kind of what I'm doing. In that scenario, you can't, the same thing will get you the same outcome. Because, yeah. And you have to start giving a little bit of, um, you have to start showing what you need, your standards. And, ha and, Hearing a no is as good as hearing a yes. Yes, I'd love to go on a date with you. Let's do next Tuesday at 8. No, I don't want to do a date. Okay, now I know where you stand. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Paul Verzi, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Dude, no, I had so much fun. And uh, you, made me, you made me realize how much of a married father I am. <laughs> <laughs> Go follow Paul Verzi on Instagram at Paul Verzi, paulverzi.com for all his tour dates. OKC, April 1st through 3rd. Shelby, thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. At Classic Shelb on everything. No, thank you. Of course. I'm Jared Freed. Every Monday and Thursday, keep spreading the word. We'll be back next episode. Boom.